on, let's give him one more hand. Come on, clap for him big time. He's higher than the Seahawks. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Amen. Hey, we've been, we've been meeting during the fast. How many of you guys are fasting? Hold your hand up. Okay, this is the week we go without meat. Praise Jesus. Notice the hands are a lot fewer this week. What's going on? Hey, uh, uh, be, be, be nice to people who are fasting, but be praying. Fasters, be praying. And uh, we've been meeting 7 o'clock every night uh, here at the church and, and praying. And, man, I'll tell you what, it's been awesome. It, it, you know, every night's a little bit different, but the Holy Spirit has just been filling the place. You walk into the room, it's been amazing. Been spending time with God, talking about where we are right now. And, you know, uh, the thing is, is that God wants us to have uh, fresh revelation, fresh insight, fresh joy, fresh strength, fresh hope. And, and, and you know, it, it's things that you haven't seen before. It's things that haven't been used before. It's things that haven't been discovered, okay? And he's wanting to uncover these things so that you can have freshness of life. He's making all things new. He's making all things new. He's not making all new things. He's making all things new. Everything in your life, every area of your life, God would love to just put his hands on it and, and let life begin to flow. And he wants to show you things that you haven't seen before. And a lot of times it's about the things that you thought you knew everything about, but God shows up and begins to show you things about the things that you thought you knew everything about. And he begins to show you that what you thought you knew everything about, it turns out you didn't know anything about the thing that you thought you knew everything about. God's weird like that. He makes you, he, he, he makes you feel like, like, oh my goodness, what in the world? I had no idea because he's telling you things about the things that you knew everything about that you told everybody about the thing that you had and it's such a great thing and then you find out you didn't know anything about that thing. There's power in that thing. Or there's other things that you thought weren't anything and then God shows up that the thing that you thought wasn't anything turns out to be everything. The thing that you treated like it wasn't a big thing and you find out that, it, oh, it's not a big thing. It's a great big thing. So we've been praying, we've been fasting, we've been seeking God, and he's been speaking, and he's showing us things. And today, he, he, he wants to show you some things. And, and, and check this out, while we're praying, and, and we're looking for financial breakthrough, we're praying for financial breakthrough, financial breakthrough. Let me just ask you, how many of you could use a little financial breakthrough, right? That's a pretty good percentage of us. Everybody that I've talked to could use a little, you know Hey, I, I don't mind telling you that because, you know, and I totally, 100%, wholeheartedly agree with, with what Glenn said this morning, that God, he wants more too, but I don't mind telling you, I want more. You know, uh, uh, how they used to say it, uh, I'm satisfied with a dissatisfied satisfaction. I, I, I'm so grateful for all that God has done. But I know that it's his desire to not stop there. Right? I know it's his desire. And so uh, with, with that thought in mind, that God wants not only to do more, he wants you to be more positioned. He, he wants you blessed. He wants you more blessed. He, I said he wants you more blessed. Wherever you are right now, he's got more for you. But, uh, uh, you know, but a lot of times what we're thinking of, a financial breakthrough, that would be more money. Well, not necessarily. More money won't, won't, won't fix your bad spending habits. That's why you need to get in that class. You, you know, sometimes more of a thing isn't the answer. And, and, uh, but uh, let, me, let me tell you the very first step 
the very first step to financial breakthrough that you and I need to get is, is, is we need a fresh understanding. You need a fresh understanding. If you're going to increase your understanding, let me, let me just tell you this. If you're, going to, if you're going to increase your understanding, you can increase your ability. And, and, and you know, you increase, if, if you begin to know things that you didn't know, then you can get to places you couldn't go. And if you can get to places you couldn't go, then you can reach things that you couldn't touch. And if you can reach things you couldn't touch, you can accomplish things that used to be impossible. And the thing that used to be absolutely impossible will, will just in a short time be completed. And you'll be moving on to other things that seem impossible to you. God wants to increase your understanding. In Mark 4, verse 24, he said, oh, uh, take heed or be careful. Uh, take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. Uh, take heed what you hear. Be careful with what you hear. It doesn't mean don't listen to hardly anything. It means what you hear. Give some care to it. You know, be careful with what you hear. The word hear is understanding. So take heed what your understanding is because if your understanding is off, then your ability to use it is going to be off. Your ability to benefit from that wisdom is going to be off. So make sure that you understand it correctly. And with the measure that you meet, it shall be measured to you again and unto you that understand shall more be given. See, I'm telling you that right here in the Word of God, I can show you, I can prove it to you a hundred times. God wants you to increase. He wants you to have more. Okay? Every realm of your life, He wants you to have more. But I, I love this verse because it says, to him who has is going to be added, and to him who has not, it's, it's going to be taken away. Look, look at verse 25. Uh, for to him that hath shall be, shall, shall be given. He's going to get more. To him that hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he has. Uh, and it's always been an interesting thought to me. How do you take something from somebody who has nothing? If they don't have anything, how do you take it from them? Well, it's not that they don't have it. It's that they don't realize they have it. And since they don't realize they have it, they don't even realize it's gone. See, the easiest guy in the world to steal from is the guy that doesn't know what he's got. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't understand what he has, so you can get it cheap. He doesn't understand what he's got. He didn't know he had it, so he doesn't, he doesn't notice when it's missing. But God said to him who has, he's going to get more. And, and, and he's talking, remember, he's talking about understanding. So him who, to the guy who has understanding, he's going to continue to grow in that understanding. You start increasing understanding, and it's, it's just one of the, it's, it's a kingdom principle. You're going to get more. Okay, you're going to get more. In the Amplified Bible, verse 24 says, be careful what you hear and uh, the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear. The measure of thought and study, the measure of thought and study that you give to the truth you hear determines the measure of virtue. That's power and knowledge that comes back to you. The measure of virtue, you know, it's like, hey, you're, you're receiving truth. You're receiving truth. And he's saying, be careful with that. Get, show that you care about it and give thought and study to the truth you hear and it'll explode on on the inside of you. If you get, see, that's why a lot of people, you know, uh, and please don't, don't take offense to this, but, but if I define you, let's just change a little. Let's grow a little bit. But don't be like the guys that, that attend a service every now and then. They listen to a message, and then they, get, they just leave, and it's like, hey, I'll mark that off the list. I'm good. I've been to church. And then they leave, and, and, and they don't give any thought or study to the truth that you're receiving. And, and then they look at other people because that word, you know, without, without giving thought and study, it has no virtue, no power. It, it does not have the ability. It does not have the ability to do what it could do. 
because you, you're not engaging in it. You're, you're not embracing it. Some people will come and they'll hear a message and they'll, they'll give thought and study to it and it'll begin to produce freedom in their life and, and healing in their life and restoration in their life and renewal. And, and, and they're in the middle of a revival and they're sitting next to, a, a, to, to four or five other people. That are, I just don't even get it. I don't know what's, what's wrong with that guy, but we need to hurry up because, man, I, don't, I'm not, I can't remember if I push record or not. Oh, shoot. Did I push record or not? Did I add time in case it goes into overtime? Hello? So, you know, so God will give you a verse. And what he wants you to do with that is give thought and study to it. Just give thought and study to it so that he can begin to show you things that you didn't know about the things that you just got. See, because it's like he, and I'm going to tell you something. You may not value the word of God very highly, but he sure does. He said, no word will return unto me void without accomplishing the very purpose for which I sent it forth to accomplish. Right? So there's some power in that word. I said there's some power in that word. So uh, this week, you know, and, and uh, well, the last couple of weeks, as we've been praying and been praying and been seeking God for direction, God, okay, uh, we need some financial breakthrough. And I know of lots of situations and lots of individuals and families, and I, I, I know things, and God, and, we're, and you know, we're just praying. We're praying for you guys and, and, and talking to God, and God drops this uh, a verse in, into my spirit, and it's in Isaiah 45, verse 3. And, and this is what he says. He says, I'm going to give you hidden treasures. I'm, I'm going to give you hidden treasures. You know what a hidden treasure is? It's a treasure that is hidden. That's a hanky moment right there. Hallelujah. It is a treasure that is hidden. It's a hidden treasure. It, it, it is, uh, check this out. I'm going to give you hidden treasures. Rich is stored in secret places. I'm going to give you hidden treasures. Treasures that are hidden. Things, things that are treasures, that treasures that valuables, things that are powerful, that are, that are hidden. So in other words, you can't see it. You, you don't recognize it, but I, I'm going to give you some things that you won't see. Hidden treasures. Have you ever received something that's like, you know, maybe to somebody else it wasn't much, but to you, that's a treasure. You know, and, and you don't want it, you, you don't want it lost. You don't want it taken. You don't, and, and you know, so you put it someplace, you put it in a, you know, a hidden place. You know, have you ever had anybody make something for you? I mean, they, they took time. It's one thing to just go buy somebody a coffee cup. Here's a mug. Be blessed. It's another thing to get a mug and, like, personalize it. You ever had that happen? Taylor, did you have that happen? Didn't your husband made you a mug? And, and it, you know, I, I love your handwriting. I think I could do better with my left foot. <laughs> okay. I don't know. You, you know, you, you're a pilot. You have to write things. I don't, they, they're taking your word for it, dude. They, can't, they don't know what you wrote. But he wrote l like a love letter on this cup and drew a picture of an airplane that she jumped out of, which was supposed to signify how much he loved her. But it looked like he's suicidal. I'm not sure. How, <laughs> you know, but, but uh, you know, remember that, remember that cup? Where is it? Oh, really? Oh, really? Because uh, I found this in the back. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mother Hubbard went to the cupboard to find that her cup was gone. Found it in the back full of oatmeal. It's a treasure hidden. In the dark places. 
And see, a lot of us, that's exactly how we handle the, the things that God gives us. I know exactly where it is. <laughs> sure you do. See, we act like we know what's going on. You don't mind me using this, do you? <laughs> kind of sucks if you do. <laughs> hidden, hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places. You know, hey, check this out. Riches stored in secret places. You know that there have been times that you have obeyed God? You know what's really weird is the shock look on your face. <laughs> you know that there have been times that you acted in faith? Do you know that there have been times that you've, you've put a pull on anointing? And you slid through the side of it, kind of. You know, so just picture, picture like a cloud and, and you kind of walked through the edge, and you found what you thought was your answer, and you kept going, and you thanked him for it. But there was actually more there than you realized. But see, so you got to understand something, that when God gives you something, it's yours. And the gifts are without repentance. It's yours. But God is not a God of waste. Read, read the stuff. You know, it, all the miracles. Remember, uh, they fed 5,000 with a couple of fish and a couple of loaves of bread. And the only reason there's 12 baskets left over is so that each disciple had to go home with a basket reminding him that God could do the impossible. Remember the widow woman with, with, with her vessels and she's getting them filled with oil. And, and when she ran out of vessels, the oil ceased. Why? Because God don't waste. And see, all, all those times that you took a step, all those times that you sowed a seed, all those times that you reached out by faith, but you didn't take in the, the totality of what God had for you. Let me tell you something. God's not a God of waste, so he put it in storage for you. And he's got riches stored in secret places. There are things that belong to you that the enemy don't want you to know you got. You have to increase your understanding because with the little understanding that you got, your understanding is, well, that day's over. Well, that's gone. Well, we missed out on that. Well, that, well, and, and, and you don't say. And we just keep going with life because we're so smart and we know everything. But we don't even know what we got. Now, I'm telling you something. that There's a little bit more about that power that's dwelling on the inside of you than you have an understanding of just yet. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead has now quickened your mortal body. And you think that that's just to keep you saved in heavy traffic. No, he's, he's got a bigger plan than that. And there, there, there's riches that have been stored in the secret places for you. But you've got to increase your understanding. Uh, you know, well, well how, how do I do that? Well, Romans 10, 17 says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The, 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 more, the more you're in the word of God, the more your faith is developed. And that faith builds a confidence on the inside of you. The Hebrew says, don't throw away your confidence, which has great recompense of a reward for you. have need of patience after you do the will of God. You're going to receive the promise. Uh, but a lot of times in the, middle, in, in, in the middle of a thing, you know, we, 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 our understanding is, is challenged by other things that we understand. So you've got to be careful what you understand. 
you got to be careful what you understand because it, there's riches stored in secret places. But, but a lot of times in the, in, the middle, in the middle of chaos, see, our understanding is challenged. Remember Peter when he's riding in the boat? And, 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 and it's, 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 you know, they're, they're headed to the other side. They've rode, they've rode and rode and rode, and it seems as if they've gotten nowhere, remember? And in the midst of the fog, they look up. In the middle of the night, they look up, and they see something that's, that's gliding across the top of the water. Remember? And everybody's freaking out because, you know, they're rowing hard, getting nowhere. Ever been there? Come on. Some of you guys are there right now. I can tell by the look on your face. You're either rowing hard, going nowhere, or you got to go to the bathroom real bad. Which is it? You know, and, and you, you know, you're, you're rowing hard, getting nowhere, and, and they look up and they see something gliding across the top of the water, and, and and they freak out. And Jesus says, "Hey guys, chill out. It's just me." And Peter, but without really thinking, you know, Peter, he's he's, he's just got to know Peter. Peter says, "If that's really you, tell me to come out there." And Jesus says, "Come on, let's go." So he's climbing out. He gets out on the water. Remember. And he starts, he's walking on water. Dude, he's in a place he never been before. He don't understand a lot. Huh? He's in a place, he, he ain't got a great understanding. See, a lot of us, that's what we've done is we, 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 we kind of get out of the boat, right? We, I'm going to walk with Jesus. And we're in a realm, we don't understand that well. We have, we have an understanding based off of what some other people told us. We have, a, we have an understanding based off of things that we've witnessed in other people. You know, our understanding of, of, of God life might be that you go to church, you, you give a little money, you, you, you invest a little time, and, and you, try to, you try to be nice on the weekend. But you lie, you cheat, you steal. You just do your life your way. because Why? Because that's the understanding that we have. A lot of church people look at people who are, who are far from God, and we think, oh, those nasty sinners. What are you talking about? We're the ones that are supposed to be living holy. They're not. You know how hard it is to find a, a holy believer? Why? Because our understanding. And, and Pete's out there walking on water, but his understanding, let me tell you what he understands. He understands wind, and he understands waves. And the wind begins to blow. And the waves begin to pick up. Now he's walking on water, but the thought comes to him, well, this is windy water. You know, like, like, like I can walk on water, but windy water, now that's another thing. And he begins to sink. He begins to sink. And he cries out, Jesus! You know, <laughs> you know wouldn't you? He began to sink. Oh. Help me, please. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus, <laughs> Jesus gets him back to the boat. And let me just point this out to you, that the way he gets him back to the boat ain't piggyback. Come on. And he walks him back. And he gets him in the boat, and he makes this statement to the guy who was just walking on water. He makes this statement, O ye of little faith. Wherefore didst thou doubt? That's got to make you feel really good about your faith. Because you got a dude walking on water who has little faith. Well, if that's what a little faith will do for you, think what a little more would do. No, you, you got to get this. 
if that's what a little faith would do for you, what would a little more? Because I know this, to him who has, shall more be given. But to him who has not, even what he has shall be taken. See, Peter was in a position where, where that was in effect. It's like a living demonstration. You're either going to get more or what you have, you're going to lose. See, he, he began to say, oh, ye of little faith. It's not puny in stature. The word little there is not puny in stature. It's puny in duration. You had this short burst of faith. And he, and he said to him, wherefore didst thou doubt? The word doubt is second thought. He said, why? You had a short burst of faith. Why did you give it a second thought? Why, why did you let that understanding become higher in authority than the understanding that no word from God will ever fail. So you're walking on my word. You're walking on my word, but yet you, 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 you're, you're being bombarded with second thoughts. Let me tell you something, folks. If you're following Jesus, you're walking on his word. You're, you're, you got out of the boat because he said, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you're going to be saved. And you get out of the boat and you start walking the God life and you start moving in, in, in the things of God. But you, you don't have an understanding. Let me just let me just get really real. You don't have an understanding of the things of God. Not like what he wants you to have. And what he's saying is, is hey, man, I'm going to give you hidden treasures. There, there are some treasures that you can't see that I want them, I, I want to uncover. In the King James Bible, it says the treasures of the darkness. And, and, and it's like, well, what, what does that mean, treasures of darkness? He, he, he wants you to get to a place with him where it's like everything else goes blurry, but what he wants you to see begins to, that's where the focus is. It's, it's like if he could turn the lights out so that you can't look at what you've been looking at, and he can take what he wants you to see and make it glow in the dark. So that you can begin to see what you need to see so that you can go where you need to go so that you can do what you need to do so that you can accomplish what you need to accomplish. Okay? He, he, he wants to position you to win and succeed in every realm of life. And he's telling us, man, he's telling us where the riches are stored at. Man, the riches are in storage where? In the secret place. And he said, I'm going to give them to you. I'm going to show them to you just simply so that you know I called you. Man, I called you. They're in the secret place. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Let me tell you where the secret place is at. It's in the presence of the Most High. Elion is the name of God. Elion, the Most High, the Most High. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. You got to get an understanding of this. That he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of more than enough. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're too Presbyterian still. I got, I got to pull you a little Pentecostal string here. You know, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, he's going to abide in the shadow of more than enough. See, if you're in a place where you ain't got more than enough, is it possible that you're not dwelling in the secret place of the Most High? See, why? Because your understanding of things, your understanding. See, see, the things that you're looking at don't change the promises of God. But the promises of God will change the things you're looking at. Let me say that again. Okay, the things that you're looking at don't change His Word, but His Word will change what you're looking at. 
What you're looking at doesn't change the word, but the word changes what you're looking at. See, a lot of times we're wanting to change what we're looking at, you know, like what we're looking at, make it change. No, he's going to change what you're looking at. See, he wanted Peter to walk on water. He didn't want him to even look at the wind. He, 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 who, who cares that the waves are rolling, man? Just, just keep walking. He, he, and he's wanting to teach you that, hey, there's some storms. You, you, you want a financial breakthrough? Number one, make sure that you understand this, that, that situation, that challenge, that struggle, that's not in charge. He's the most high. He's the most high. Psalms 57, yeah, Psalms 57, David's, David's saying, hey, be merciful and gracious to me, O God, be merciful and gracious to me, for my soul takes refuge and finds shelter. My soul gets its confidence in you, and in the shadow of your wings will I take refuge, and I'll be confident until destructive storms are passed. Destructive storms may come. No, destructive storms will come, but they can't overcome. Okay? You get, it, get, it, get a better understanding. Because you're all focused on the storm. It can't overcome. Look, look, at, look at the next verse, verse 2. I will cry to God most high. I had a little problem with David, you know, for a while. Because David's like a rock star, he, but he's a warrior. But you read, you read, read Psalms, and dude, the, cry, the, the, the guy's crying all the time. You know, I, it's not that I have no emotion. But, you know, David cries more than anybody I've ever met. He cries than any girl I've ever been around. I'm like, what's, what's going on with David? He's crying all that. I'm going to cry. <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's just, I, how am I going to flow with his stuff? So then I decided, well, I should study that word. I will cry to God, most high. I will cry. It means to publish with a loud sounding voice. He's not whining. He's not whimpering. He's making a declaration in the middle of a destructive storm. He said, I will cry to God. That is the one who is in charge. Most high, Elion. You know what he's saying? In the middle of a destructive storm, I'm going to shout out something. Not about the storm. About who's in charge. He said, I'm going to cry to God, you're the most high! This problem you got, this, this thing that's standing in front of you, it don't get the last word. The most high gets the last word. Hello, somebody. Man, you got you, you, you gotta ask God. You gotta you gotta you gotta you, you, you gotta broaden my understanding. You gotta deepen my understanding. You gotta strengthen my understanding. Because I need to know who you are. You know what's crazy is that where I where I really need to get you, like we don't have time. Come back next week. Next week's our healing services. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something. That if you learn to be faithful in this financial arena, and I'm not talking, oh, he's going to talk about giving. No, 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 no. Giving is like the first step to financial stewardship. See, God's not into waste. There, there's a story, you should read it, and it's in Luke chapter 16. And there was a certain rich man who had a manager over his goods, and he saw his, 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 his steward was being accused that he was wasting his stuff. And but down at the end of the story, uh, it's where, where we get, he who is faithful in the little things will be ruler over much. You know, let, let, me, just, let me just tell you something. That, that, you know, your financial stewardship, it doesn't, we're not talking about your giving. We're talking about what you do with the portion that he's letting you manage up for, on your own. And, and are you using that to build the future that he's leading you to, or are you using it to enjoy the present? 
See, if you're not faithful with the little things, you're not going to be uh, faithful with true riches. And he said, you know, how can I give you true riches? Let me tell you what true, hey, church, true riches. How can, how's God going to trust us with lost souls if we're not faithful with the little things? See, and, and let, me, let me just break it down this way, because if you're not faithful, it sounds co- kind of con- condemning. It, if you don't understand what I want to do in this realm, you're never going to have the understanding of what I want to do over here. Because what I want to do over here is so much bigger than what's going on over here. But the destructive storm has you focused on what's going on over here. You ain't even seeing the hidden treasures that I'm about ready to bring into your possession. I'm about ready to do something in your life that's going to that's gonna, gonna revolutionize everything about you. It's going to change the direction of your life. It's going to change the perception of your life. It's going to change, the, oh, come on, somebody. It's going to change you from the inside out. And the very, very things, the very things that kept you awake at night, you're going to have to have somebody remind you and say, hey, whatever happened with that big bill you had? Hey, whatever happened with that job that you lost? Hey, what, whatever happened with that financial thing? It's going to be a distant memory. It's going to give you hidden treasures. Riches stored in secret places. He's got a plan and a purpose. He's got an end for you. He's got an end for you. He's got an end for you. Psalms 57.2. Uh, 57.2. Where'd that thing go? I will cry to God most high who performs on my behalf. You know what God would love to do? Perform for you. He performs on my behalf and rewards me. Look, he brings to pass his purposes for me. You know what it literally says? That he, he carries me to my end. The end that he declared for you at the beginning, he'll carry you to the end. But we, we, we got to let him be the most high. I want you to close your books and bow your head for just a minute. See, and some people in this room right now, you're not really... You, 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 you're not really 100% serving God. I mean, and some of you, you ain't serving God at all. And today, what you need to do is just say, okay, I want you to be the most high. I'm going to declare today that you, God, are most high in my life. Nothing else is going to have that position. God, today, I make you most high. We're going to pray a prayer together. I'm not going to have you stand or embarrass you. But if you're here today and you say, you know what, Pastor Tom, that's me. Maybe you've never lived for God. Maybe you used to. I don't know. But you know that today is your day to get God back up on the top spot. If that's you, make this prayer your prayer. And what I want you to do while nobody's looking around, just hold your hand up so I can agree with you. Thank 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 you. You can put them down. Anybody else? It's awesome telling you the best thing that you'll ever do is right here. God, you're most high. I surrender to you. I want everybody in this place pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. That's awesome. Thank you, God.